Coming up on today's show... I don't know what's about to happen with my life in the next six months. If it doesn't get approved or I can't stay here, that means I can't stay here. That means everything I've worked towards in my entire life is on the line yet again. Of all the time I have spent away Year on year, day by day Welcome to another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment featuring interviews with guests who are having success in entertainment, primarily music. I am Bruce Wozniak, talking to guests who are singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, and more from the worldwide music community. Be sure you are on the list for the weekly e-newsletter. I only send out on Wednesday when a new episode of this show comes out. So make sure you're signed up to receive that for free to your inbox. If you're not already getting it, go to my podcast website, nhte.net, and pop your email address into the sign-up box. I do publish exclusives in there from time to time, so don't miss out. I love hearing from listeners of this show. You can write to podcast at nhte.net, or instead of email, you are welcome to DM me through the at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who is releasing a new album just two days from now. Last year, she was the Artist of the Year in the annual Josie Music Awards and a few months ago made her Grand Ole Opry debut, plus last month she performed at CMA Fest. In 2021, she won awards for Songwriter of the Year and Vocalist of the Year, She has a whopping 12 nominations for the 2023 Josie Awards that will take place in October. She tours extensively, and her upcoming show's calendar will see her perform in the likes of Minnesota, Missouri, Florida, and the third Lake Martin Songwriters Festival late this month in Alabama. She is originally from Ireland, and before coming to America was part of an all-female Swedish quintet. She released two albums and was signed to Warner Music Sweden. You've been hearing a song of hers called Erin Imakui. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Claire Cunningham. Hey. Hi, Claire. Hi, Bruce. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for making time out of your crazy busy schedule to talk with me. I know the audience could not understand the title of the song that I just said was playing. Plus, I was talking over it. So share first, please, about that track, if you would. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, Aaron and Marie, um, we have a language back home in Ireland. I am from Ireland and uh, we have Gaelic and it actually translates to Ireland in my heart. And a lot of people actually believe the song is completely in Gaelic, but it's just that one line that, um, you know, um, pours itself into the song a few times. And it was the very first song that I actually ever wrote upon moving to America, which was back in 2018, February. Um, And it's just been a crazy journey with it because it's been the one song that I think most people no matter where you come from or what love of music you have, it's been the biggest connecting tool I've had around the globe with people. And so it's, I call it my baby (laughs) (laughs) because it was the first song I ever wrote actually about Ireland as well. 
I'd never, I'd never been in um, the Celtic um, folk world up until um, that song was written. So, um, and it took moving to America to do that. But I'd left Ireland so long ago. I, you know, it was back 17 years ago. So um, people think I'm doing this quite a while with the Celtic stuff, but it really hasn't. It's been relatively short. So yeah, Erin and McCreed, the first one to ever um, get written in the States. But what do you think was the magic about that song? Because as you know, in Nashville, there are songs written and written and written and written and written before somebody finally finds one that they go, okay, yeah, this one I'm happy with. It's not, in your case, wow, the the first song that you wrote when you got to Nashville and all of a sudden you have found that it has connected with so many people. To what do you attribute that? What is it about the song that you think has really resonated with people? Yeah, I truly believe people feel the soul in it. Like, I actually close my eyes when I sing it a lot. Um and I, I just feel like I transport to somewhere completely different. And I know that people can feel that. Plus, I believe in America, especially, um, there is a big correlation here between uh, Americans and Irish. You know, we've we came over here, um, you know, many, many, many moons back. And I think when the Irish settled in America, there's been a huge connecting you know, families and people find they're always telling me about their heritage mm. um, and like their family trees. And especially now that we have the ability to do, you know, things like 23 and Me, people really feel like when they listen, I think, to that song and they get an authentic version like of it. Um, and, you know, there's nothing beats an artist singing their own song. Mm. Like, and it's a song that just, I don't know, it's just, I, I it's really hard to put into words. <laughs> but I've had a lot of, especially males, like older males as well, that always like get really emotional. Um, and so I believe there's something, it hits, it could be the scales, it could be the chords used or the emotion behind it, but it seems to get people kind of emotional and they always say like they feel like they're being transported. So, mm. I mean... Yeah, it's that's the beauty of music. Indeed, you know, it's just such a an amazing tool to be able to connect with people, regardless of what language you speak, where you come from, you Indeed. know, your background, your political views, whatever it is. It's just such a beautiful gift. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. Well, you've got a lot going on. With, of course, the excitement right now being that two days after this interview is released. You've got a new album coming out. What is the title of the album? How many songs will there be? Who produced it? Is it safe to assume it was recorded in Nashville? Give us all the details. Yeah, sure. So this album is an album called Helping Hand. Um, I'm calling it a Christian album because it's all faith-based, inspirational. It's 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 faith meets mental health because mental health awareness is something I really, really, truly advocate for. Um, and... As somebody who left faith at a young age and came back to it uh, in 2020, the main prevalent help in my life has been the Lord. I have tried and tested everything from people to places to, um, you know, substances, whatever you want to lean on that's not um, of the Lord. Uh, gave some temporary release throughout my life, but nothing has has been more um, helpful to me in my healing and in my journey um, 
to what you want to call a better place, the mm-hmm. light, and then then my Lord. And so I started realizing that the songs I was writing, um, like since last year, all had this undertone of the help that he has given me. Mm. And so I decided, okay, I'm go I'm going to I'm gonna write an album. I'm go- I want I want to make an album for him. And so I had zero idea what I was going to do, how it was going to come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, it's a work of love, I'll, I'll say that, but it has been very hard as an independent artist, of course, but it's 11 songs. And wow. Um, wow. I think eight, nine, ten, nine of them were recorded and produced at RCA Studios with my team, Eddie and Justy. Um, and then there is a separate um, song, No Need for God, which actually is already out as a single now. Um, that was produced over at Mark Dreyer's studio here in Nashville also. And then another song uh, is produced and I co-wrote it with um, my amazing uh, friend and producer, Drac Rodney Gibson um, at his home studio. So... Uh, yes, all all Nashville based. Um, most of the songs are solo rights, with the exception of a couple. I think there's four, maybe that are co-written, um, but they're all from the Lord. <laughs> he is amazing. He has truly, truly, truly given some beautiful um, hope and inspiration throughout the entire album for for anybody who's who's needing it. <laughs> okay, but I do have to ask, is it just a coincidence that you said 2020 is when you found your way back to your faith or was it a direct result of the pandemic? Absolutely not a direct result of the pandemic. Ah. And a good question because I always make a joke, not a joke, but I always tell people like, I think you're going to assume because it was 2020, it was like all pandemic based, but yeah. it really wasn't. And I... It had been a long time coming, honestly, Um, but things had happened that year um, and my writing had actually, like, oddly excelled. Um, And there was some particular things that had happened personally that, you know, led me to where at the end of that year, I think it was December, that I finally gave my life over. And, you know, I said, you know, wow, I think... This is this is what the term being saved or reborn. Um, but you know, I it's been a journey. Like I mean, it's not just that on that day that life suddenly got better. In fact, I really believe that when people do find um, their faith or a faith again, that that's when life begins. And it does not mean that life is all roses. It's actually quite the opposite because you're trying to prove like you know I, I trust you I surrender to you and that's really hard and for me personally and I know a lot of other musicians and people with gifts and people who want to use their platform to better this world do get a lot of attacks from the opposite uh, sure, side and sure. that's also hard to deal with you know um, and this may like roll over people's heads but if anybody knows and anybody's experienced in that um you know, I just, I want to be that voice that says, you know, you're not alone. And trust me, like even just in this last week or two, I've been tried and tested more than I have in, mm. since I probably come back to Christ. <laughs> wow. I certainly have my days. Um, but I think that's, that's the beauty and the journey of life that we have to kind of 
hand over when we're not, or we, we're definitely not in control. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> well, that's interesting to hear that it was not pandemic related, because as you said, a lot of people are going to catch 2020 and assume that that's the reason. And yeah. now 2023 is really turning out to be quite the year for you. Not only the new, the new album coming out, plus I didn't even mention during the intro that you performed at the famous Bluebird Cafe this past April, which, wow, followed your Grand Ole Opry debut, which was in March. Take us back to that night in March, including the surprise performer that night. (laughs) Yeah, so um, back in December of 2022, I had a text from a dear friend called Brenda Willis. Um, She's well known here in the community. And she runs um, the Irish Music City Fest um, and has done for years. And when I first rolled into town, uh, I got acquainted with Brenda and she had asked me would I be involved with the Irish uh, Music Fest. And I said, of course, I'd love to. Um, But of course, the pandemic hit. And then uh, those next two years, it got cancelled. So when it was going to happen again this year, um, and it's I won't go into the length of the story, but she literally had it organized but didn't have a venue. Hmm. And Lord willing, the Opry was wide open. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, I know, crazy. And so she messaged me and she said, hey, I want to see if you're still involved. And if you are, um, it's it's a possibility. It wasn't like um, confirmed, but so I'm trying to get the Grand Ole Opry. And I thought, wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome so yes please count me in and uh, when she confirmed it she also texted me uh, asking if there was a particular Opry member um, that I would maybe want to perform with or that I would like to be there Hmm. and she sent me the list and I said well (laughs) I don't really have to have a look like Gareth Brooks is like obviously my childhood uh, idol so definitely him. But if not, uh, Steve Earl or Vince Gill would be pretty cool. And I love the fact that we had that message thread because obviously on the night itself, um, Garth actually showed up mm. um, and with Trisha and wow. he went out and surprised everybody. Wow. <laughs> so, but and, and on the same night as well, I got to perform with Steve Earl. So four days before the actual show, Brenda texted me and she said, I have some news. And that was all. And I said, do, <laughs> do elaborate. <laughs> she said, well, Steve Earl has actually changed his travel plans and mm. has invited you to sing Galway Girl with him. And I thought, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as a duet. But I, so we, I had to call Steve and I was like, I'm not really sure. And I'm sure you're the same how this is going to happen as a duet because it's not really a duet song. He said, I was thinking the same. So he said, I'm going to be flying tomorrow, so leave it with me. And I figured he might change the second verse so I could sing it. So that's exactly what he did. And Hmm. so, yeah, I got to (laughs) fulfill those two dreams. Wow. And so, audience, you can see why I said this is really turning out to be quite the year for Claire. And we're only six months in. Speaking of live performances, while we're talking about the Opry in March, this coming Sunday, which is the 9th of July, you have got your album release party. For those that are or will be in the Nashville area, share with us what's in store for that night. Yes. Uh, so I'll be up at City Winery, uh, the lounge, 
stage. It's beautiful. It's really intimate. Uh, I got to headline for the first time um, back in April. And so I decided to put together a night that is just solely for the album. So you'll get to hear all the songs that are on the album done acoustically. Um, I'll have a, my dear friend Alyssa JC on harmonies and she's going to do some rhythm for me. Um, and I will have copies of the actual CD itself. Um, I was getting them um, done as we speak. And so um, there will be physical copies of the actual album that I'll be able to sign on the night. I've got some uh, special merch coming in uh, as well, some tanks and T-shirts for the actual album. Um, so, yeah, people, it's really easy um, to get tickets as well. Um, any of my social media sites have all the links and stuff like that. Or you just go on the City Winery uh, website. Um, and you can buy tickets on the night itself, on the door, um, should it not be a sold-out show. So, um, yeah, just looking forward to really sharing the entirety of the album, um, you know, with everybody. Um, because it's just so close to the release as well. So, I was hoping to get a close date and it opened up. So very excited. Now, I'm just asking this for information purposes only. I'm not trying to take away from what you described, but just so that people who are going to attend Sunday night, the ninth, know, is it you're only doing the songs from the new album or will you be doing other songs? And and if, if you're doing other songs, is that other originals? Is it covers? Is it all of the above? Yeah, my plan is to do the, the actual album but because it's only 11 songs and I'll probably have time for like 17. I'm getting Alyssa to do one song possibly and then I'll probably put in maybe a song or two uh, originals maybe as well. Um, I think that's that's the plan. I haven't thought that out so far, but that would be the, the, the case so that like, the people get the full show. And for those who have been listening to the show for quite a long time, first and foremost, thank you. But you would recognize the name Alyssa JC as I believe, I believe, and I should know this since we're on episode 490 and I seem to have this bizarre mental Rolodex of the guests that have been on the show. I believe Alyssa JC is the only person that has ever been on my show three times. Oh, wow. So she is certainly a friend of the show and another reason why you should go out to City Winery on the 9th for Claire's album release party because you'll see a quote-unquote familiar face. Let's continue talking about opportunities for folks to see you perform live, Claire. I mentioned back in the intro that later this month you will be a part of the third Lake Martin Songwriters Festival in Alabama. I'm sure you've looked at the lineup for that event, and wow, some really good company in terms of other songwriters that you'll be performing alongside then. Yes, yes, absolutely. And same as last year as well, when it was my first year last year, like amazing lineup, uh, amazing songwriters, some of the most talented, prevalent, like number one writers as well. Like, But, you know, it's just so beautiful because it's like one, it definitely has become one of my favorite festivals. And I'm so excited to be back there again this year. And I get to celebrate my birthday every year. It's always fall to my birthday. <laughs> So it's always like a really nice time because it's just stunning oh, down there and just, you know, um, the guys are just amazing. The paces, you know, they're like, they go over and beyond for, for all of us artists. So, yeah, excited to see some familiar faces again and some new ones, of course. Every time you play a festival, there's always somebody you might not have run into. So 
really looking forward to it. Yeah, not to mention it's wonderful timing because here it'll be just a matter of weeks after you will have just released your new album, and so an opportunity for you to kind of continue yeah. the celebration, so to speak, and play a lot of those songs for the folks that go to the Lake Martin Songwriters Festival. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the beauty of, and why I really wanted it out before all the festival season hit. Mm. Um, I, you know, I've I've got more coming this year, but really, I really wanted to get another um, project uh, in my hands so that, like, when it comes to, you know, festivals and different shows that people are getting, the more, you know, just the newer version of 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 the music that I'm doing because I change so much and I'm very multi-genre. So I've been, this is a work that I've wanted to have out now for a while. Mm. <laughs> so very excited about getting it out now. Let's talk about one other performance that you recently did, because in addition to Garth Brooks, there's another name the audience will raise an eyebrow to that you had a really nice experience with. Talk about Volunteers of America and the specific event and the big name in music that I'm referring to. <laughs> yeah, so Volunteers of America, uh, for those of you who have never heard of them, um, they're an amazing nonprofit organization here in the States, uh, statewide. Uh, each state has their own kind of um, sub subdivision of it. Mm. Um, they help families, vets, basically anybody who's in need in times of crisis. They help so many people. Um, whether it's financially or with housing or, you know, you name it. Wow. Uh, emotional. Um, so when they first contacted me many years ago, uh, and I'm not really sure how we even got connected, but Randy Brothers, the um, founder um, and the runner of the Middle Tennessee, um, he has been a great, you know, friend over these last few years and he's, gotten me to perform at many of their events, uh, the yearly dinners and just different like fundraiser events. And so when this one rolled around this year, um, it wasn't so long ago, uh, he he had called and left me a voicemail and said, hey, Claire, it's Randy again. And it's that time of year we're going to be doing our uh, dinner champions um, event again. i uh, love for you to perform. Um, this year it's going to be on the 4th of June and we have Mr. Vince Gill also mm. performing. So I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. So <laughs> I was like laughing to myself because I don't think he probably realized it. But the fact that I had literally written Vince down on the list um, for, you know, for back in December. Yeah. of people. So that was. To me, I was like, wow, there, there we go. That's, that's the three names. <laughs> mm. So Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Wow. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville by award-winning singer, songwriter, guitar player, Claire Cunningham. Visit her official website at clairecunninghammusic.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net. You heard her talking about the brand new album called Helping Hand that will be released this Friday, July 7, 
both physically and digitally. When you visit her website, you'll see in the shop section that there are physical CDs for three previous releases of hers. Of course, her music can also be downloaded from the likes of Apple Music and other online digital music retailers. She is very much on social media on ClaireCunninghamMusic.com. Look for logos to link over to her accounts on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Claire's music is streaming on both Spotify and SoundCloud, both of which, by the way, are platforms that you can hear the show on. So do give her a follow there. Remember that there are lots of live performances coming up, not only in Nashville, but in Minnesota, Missouri, Florida, plus later this month in Alabama, the third Lake Martin Songwriters Festival. So keep up with Claire online for when and where you can go see her perform live. I'm going to give this one final mention for a while, which is about listening to this show on Spotify. I think it was the last three or maybe four episodes that I had talked about this. If, in fact, that is the platforms that you use for listening to Now Hear This Entertainment, look below the episode description for where it says Q&A, followed right underneath that by What Did You Think About This Episode and Reply Button. So you can send feedback directly to me through their app. I would love to get your thoughts that way. So if you're listening through Spotify, please take a moment to utilize that feature. Claire, a couple weeks ago, I posted a blog on my website. It was called Someone Else Has It Worse, Even Booking People. And in it, I said, quote, just because we're now beyond May, it doesn't mean that we can discard mental health awareness, end quote. This is a topic that you're passionate about, and I'm anxious to hear you talk about it, including the connection to your writing. Yeah, and thank you so much also for, um, you know, having a platform for it, because I just... I really truly believe that nobody in this life escapes before they take their final breath without having some issues and for that I'm I'm very aware that people deal with like mental health in different ways um and you know without getting into the nitty-gritty of of what it is I've endured in life I have been through an immense amount um, but I'm here. I've I've come out the other side. It doesn't mean that I don't have those days and those dark days sometimes or, you know, when it, the world just seems like it's completely caving in. Like, it's it's tough and I'm never going to sugarcoat that. Um, but I do believe that because I have a platform and because I have a voice, that it's really important that I use it mm. and that I try and show people that it's okay not to be okay, but to not live in that um, trajectory. You know, that we really need to focus on our mental well-being. Um, and however, but with not not by using external, like, substances, because I think a lot of things can give, like I mentioned earlier, temporary release, but you really have to go within. I, 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 I'm probably overdoing saying this, but if you go within, you will never go without. Mm. And I think it's a really, really, really hard place for a lot of people to go because we don't like to look inward a lot because, you know, we're all flawed. We're all sinners. We're all, you know, subject to, you know, not living our best life sometimes. Um, but it's it's okay. It's just finding 
the light and the positivity within the bad times is, is, is where I'm trying to show people that tomorrow really is a new day. And when we are in a funk and when things are going awry, that we're never, ever alone and that it's really important to talk. And I think a lot of people like myself don't want to burden others, mm. but I think it's really, it's, it is important and we have to have these conversations. If we live a life, which I know certain cultures and I come from one that likes to like sweep things under the rug and pretend and put on a smile, you're doing yourself a service, but you're doing the people that you meet a service to because they feel like that's the way they have to be. Mm. And if they don't feel anything less than that, then they have a problem. But it's like everybody puts on a filter and a photo. Everybody is gets it's normalized. Mm. And then the one person that doesn't, people will be like, "Ooh, what's wrong with them? Wow. What's wow. wrong with that? But wow. there's nothing wrong. That's the real them. And so oh, wow. we just need to normalize the conversations. Um, so I'm doing my best to try and do that. Um, but coming from a place that I know what people are going through. I'm not, I'm not standing on a platform saying, hey, you'll be okay and my life is all roses because it certainly is not. Yeah, I like that you said in there, it's okay to not be okay, but don't just embrace, oh, she said it's okay to not be okay, so I can go on every day not being okay. But talk, Claire, about the songwriting element of this, because I wonder, is there... Is there a battle that goes on with, I really want to write about this, but sometimes you may have a song idea and you go, oh, well, this has nothing to do with mental health awareness and I want that to be my platform. And all of a sudden you get caught up in this overthinking stage where it's like, look, if you got a good song idea, like just put it down. <laughs> Don't worry about if it's mental health oh, based on Just talk yeah. about all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every song that I will release is, is mental health. Uh, for sure, definitely not. Um, in fact, I've got um, already. I'm ahead. I'm like on my third album. Like I've got this album, Helping Hand. I'm gonna have a Celtic album coming out later uh, uh. in the year, which I'm working on. And then after that, I'm gonna be putting out a few pop records. And actually, they're nothing to do with mental health, but in a way, yes, it is still because it's showing my vulnerability. Mm. Um, so I think there's always an undertone of it. Mental health does never come into play with when it comes to my cultural side of music, like my Celtic songs. That's mm-hmm. not really, not every song, but some will lean into it. But not everything that I release is going to be like solely mental health. But I just, I'm not, I'm not a rule stickler. Um, I believe in putting out as I, you know, feel the need to. And because the Lord gives me these songs, if he feels like, hey, this is, this is for today. This is for next week. This is for whenever. I'm I'm happy to roll with that. Um, and if it's a good feel good song and it serves the purpose for that time, then yeah, I will go and and do that. So, um, you know, but it's just mainly what I want to be remembered for. You know, as an artist, like that, I, I at least inspired and maybe brought some hope. Well, yeah, and I was going to say with this new album that's about to come out the day after tomorrow, you can say it's a Christian album, but at the same time, if somebody rediscovers their faith and that helps their mental health, well, then technically you could argue that there was a mental health element to it, even though that wasn't really your driving force behind these are what these songs are geared towards. Oh, 100%. In fact, um, I, I, I would actually 
you know, really looking across the board with the songs, a lot of them, it, it, it's definitely fake meets mental health. And you actually oh. don't have to know or have the Lord in your life to want to listen. Like, I, I don't like labeling what a project is. I'm just saying it's Christian, I guess, because of the undertone of the Lord. But and mm-hmm. um, really, it's it's a lot of music. A lot of these songs are very inspirational. And mm. um, okay. And I think because I'm a vessel to a message from the Lord and because the he has been the major help in in creating this and in, in giving me the inspiration and the, the days to keep going. Um it's it's just a lovely combination of both, I believe. So gotcha. um so absolutely I, w- I would always practice the fact that you don't have to you know, I I think a lot of people get turned off by labels and that's something I don't ever want to do with listeners. Um, you know, because I, when I was a complete atheist, I, if, if I had heard somebody was putting out an album like this, I'd run the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully people can see, um, you know, it for the love that's coming through mm, um, okay. rather than, like you know, that. just a, a label. Thing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Two weeks ago on the show, my guest was Rebecca Ray, a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist based in the UK, and she talked about a program she developed called Vocal Athlete. And Claire, here you are to say that your second passion is fitness and health. Sure is. I love it. And actually, it's a big combination for mental health uh, movement. And the reason why I probably got into, you know, movement so much, and, and it because it's there's a direct correlation between the the brain and you know the body and you know I think a lot of people feel guilty if they don't get to the gym or they don't get you know moving the way they 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 think they should it's just you know we're all given a body and you don't have to like overexert yourself or find a gym that you have to go to five times a week but you know moving is so good for for everything and for clarity and for um, just feeling good, the endorphins. There's just so m- much studies behind, like why it's important to exercise. Um, but it's a combination of exercise, good eating, getting enough sleep, and doing what you love. You know, I think that the biggest, the biggest thing in life, if 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 you don't like doing something, don't do it. But that's not an excuse not to move. We mm. all have legs and we can all go for a walk. So uh, I, I believe in no excuses. I'm really, really, really disciplined. And I don't really fully understand why nobody or somebody would not want to move their body. Um, you know, where it's like taking a breath for me. Like it's like second nature. Um, but I am excessive in my training. Um, <laughs> you know, I do train and eat and think like the mindset of a of a professional athlete i guess mm, wow um but i'm very aware that not everybody is of that caliber i say and um, but and that's fine that's okay because you know i'm just a little i'm wired maybe a little bit differently mm-hmm. there but but it fuels me and it makes me feel really good so i think you know each to their own when it comes to that kind of thing and i do get a lot of messages saying oh can i have your diet oh can i have your regime and that's a hard no you know i i i'll give you pointers 
but your body is yours. Mm-hmm. And if you were to suddenly start my exercise regime tomorrow, you, there's no way you, you're not going to, you, it's baby steps if you yeah. haven't done it before. Yeah. Um, same with eating and food. Like I eat a certain way and I have a lot of, like I cook a lot. So, but I love that when people tell me I don't want to do that. I'm like, well then don't, cause I'm not going to sit here and listen to you complain mm. <laughs> about something you don't want to do. There's nothing worse than sitting around people who do not want to make a difference in their life. And I'm just, I'm, I'm hardcore in that respect. Like I just, I always have. Um, sometimes you can't remove yourself from a situation and it's hard to pick up something, but just make the steps towards becoming a better version of you. And at the end of the day, I think if people start and try it, just at least try then you'll be surprised at how good you feel, how it has a direct trickle effect into everything. Because if you're exercising and you're feeling good, you want to eat good. Mm. And in turn, that's going to do your body more of a service than it's not, you know? So um, I'm just huge on it. Like, it's it's an absolute must for me. Some people have absolute must. Like, they have to have a certain meal or they have to have a certain you know, uh, thing in their life for me, it's, it's exercise and always has been. And it doesn't matter how much traveling, um, you know, I do or where I am, there's no excuses. So when people come to me with excuses, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I do, just <laughs> set your alarm 30 minutes earlier. You know, stop scrolling on your phone. Like, just take your body in a walk. I, I just absolutely cannot stand excuses. So if you're not moving your body on a daily basis, like, start checking in because your life is worth more than that. And you can expand your lifespan as well by actually moving. So, um, yeah, it's a huge passion of mine, like huge. Yeah, and for the audience, you can tell that Claire is practicing what she preaches as it relates to, she told me in the lead up to today, as she and I were trying to find a mutually agreeable date and time to record this interview, that there was a show that she was doing that was going to be four hours long. So if she's going to be on stage for four hours, you know, why would she not want to take care of herself so that when she's standing on stage for four hours, she's not so out of shape and just in bad health that four hours is something that she can't do. And now she's having to pass up work. So you see how this all rolls together. Claire, let's back up way up to your music career before getting here to the States. I mentioned it in the intro, but I would love to hear in your words about past bands you performed in and your journey to being in America for five years now. Yeah, so um, music has really been the major um, life goal of mine. And so I've never really had other jobs. And so when I had the opportunity after school, I decided to to, you know, do further studies on music and music theory and production and performance. So I got into a band when I first moved to the UK. I was in London at the time and uh, I created a band called Smoking Aces. And we were like a 70s, 80s classic rock lineup. A lot of fun, a lot of original material and covers as well. Um, And we took the band then up to Wales, Cardiff, Wales, where I then lived. I think I was there for about five years. Mm. And then the phone call from uh, the Swedish band Thunder Mother 
um, came along in April 2013, I believe. Mm-hmm. So got offered obviously the show and gig of a lifetime to open up for Motorhead uh, mm. a festival and I've I've exhausted this story so <laughs> I'm sure anybody who's ever heard <laughs> an interview with me had knows the story like by the back of their hand but for those of you who don't you know I basically got offered that and um, long story short ended up moving to Sweden and living there then for the next five years Wow. where we signed with a major label, uh, Warner Music, and got to tour all over Europe. And um, some have met some and performed with some of the greatest rock and roll idols, you know, that, that are still prevalent today or were at least. And it was, it, was fam- it was fantastic, you know. I really did have an amazing um, few years with the girls. But, you know, a lot of people say, why did you leave just as you were getting you know, big or, yeah. you know, and for me, music is not about success in my eyes. It isn't numbers and it's not money and it's not the fame. It's truly, you know, wanting to make a difference. And so I wasn't getting to do that in the band. So um, that's really where I decided, you know, uh, mental health is... When I say it's a huge thing of mine, like because I was so kind of unhappy at the end and I was very, very sick, mm. you know, I, I never had panic attacks in my life and I was starting to be hospitalized for exhaustion oh my and gosh. illness. Like I, I really, really, really had to like take a step. And when I tell people like that's how serious I take it. I had moved country. I had given everything up. I had sold my house, my car. I gave up everything I knew and took a chance and went to a new country. And I was not happy Mm. at the end of that. And that's how I can show people that, like, if I can do that and remove myself from that situation, which didn't take, it wasn't overnight, obviously. Mm. It It took a while. To apply them to come to another new country, not knowing anybody, not knowing even if I'd get a visa approved, um, to start my life all over again. And, you know, it's, I've done this many times now, and I, <laughs> the feeling is always the same. It's like the unknown. But there is a certain element of surprise and excitement with that. So, you know, when people think maybe I'm crazy for doing what I do, I follow what feels good. Yeah. And if I don't feel good anymore and something isn't feeling right or I'm not happy getting on stage, whoo, that's not good. If you're an artist like myself at the time was crying before getting on stage, crying mm. afterwards, crying in your hotel room, wow. that's not good. Wow. That's not good at all. And you're smiling for the camera and everyone thinks <sighs> you're like rolling in money and in fun and it's like the total opposite. Wow. Um that's why I believe in transparency. So um, that's why I, I, I like to show the good side, but I want people to know that it's not always, you know, it's not always what you see. So just be very, very mindful of the fact that if you're looking at other people and wishing that you had what they had just, or the relationships that they have or the things that they have, just just know that it's, probably there's a lot more to the life than yeah. is what's 100%, on the outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But while, you, while you're talking about this, 
I'm glad you brought it up because I look at you being here five years and I, here comes that bad word, I assume that you're here to stay. So is that in fact the case or is there any reason why you would head back to somewhere in Europe, for example? So America for me is home. I feel the most homely feeling that I've ever felt here. But, and it's a big but, you guys do not make it easy for, you know, Europeans or people who are not born here to stay here. Hmm. Um, and rightly so, rightly so. Uh, you know, these rules exist for a reason. Um, but I am now in the process again. Um, I'm doing a, a visa, re- well, not really a renewal, but I'm, I'm really going to try for the green card this time. Uh. Um so I'm on my second three-year visa. Ah, so okay. can I just let all the listeners know when you tell me that, oh, we love the Irish and we're so glad you're here. Just know that it costs a lot of money and it's ne- it's always temporary. Mm. So I live very temporarily. Um, I don't know what's about to happen with my life in the next six months. If it doesn't get approved or I can't stay here, that means I can't stay here. That means everything I've worked towards in my entire life is on the line yet again. So that's something people are not very aware of. Um, And I know that not everybody can understand that, but it's an element that exists in my life that not anybody who's born here has to even think about. So when I say I'm serious about what I do, I am. And I don't take lightly, like when people say, you work so much and you work so hard. I'm like, yeah, because I'm under scrutiny. I'm being watched. I'm being looked at. Like, what am I bringing to your country that you're maybe not even having to think about, you know? Mm. But I do everything with love. And I I do what I do because I believe in what I do. Because it's not just for me. I'm doing this for other people. I'm, you know, I, music for me is, is, is a way to connect with people. And I never had that when I grew up. I never had somebody to lean on. Like, I had to figure all of this out myself. You know, I didn't have, like, mental health even wasn't a topic of conversation when I was growing up. Sure. You, all I knew was you had to suppress everything. Mm. So... So for me to be able to have gone through that, gotten through that, and now to be able to give back, oh, that just feels so good to me. So that's why I work as hard as I do as well. But I love America. I, I the land of opportunity is is just it's 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 absolutely wonderful. Um, and you know I feel very at home here, like I said, and 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 loved and and appreciated and. I just, you know, and it, look, every country comes with its own problems. Sure. And pros and cons of living in different places. So I, I know that, you know, it's not all roses, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but for the most part, I, I do believe and I feel very, very, very home here. So, yeah. So thank you for having me, America. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important, folks, for you to hear everything that Claire just described that she is going through just to stay here in the United States and to hear 
about the mental health side, to hear about where she came from, as well as the fact that, and this has not been discussed, but she's doing this all on her own. So this isn't, you know, someone that has a manager and a publicist and a record label and a whole list of people behind her that are supporting her music career. And we're we're all hearing how passionate she is. I mean, it's very clear, Claire, in listening to you talk throughout this interview, how very, very passionate you are about what you do. And mm-hmm. I sense that you you talked about the next six months as it relates to your being here in America, but I sense that you're not going to just rest on the first six months of 2023, meaning the Bluebird, the Opry, CMA Fest, and the new album, and put it on cruise control for the rest of the year. It sounds like you're saying, because earlier yeah. you mentioned about two more projects that you want to do, I'm, I'm thinking that there might be some planning for those still in 2023 in terms of the, the Celtic album and the other album that you talked about as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't live on any of my past successes. So the day after the Opry, uh, I did take a day off, but the next day <laughs> after that, I'm back to doing what I do. You know, I don't I don't believe in sitting on success um, because that's not the way... I don't believe that's a way anybody should live. You know, uh, a lot of people who come into like money from like winning the lottery go bankrupt faster than they did in getting money sometimes. Mm. And so I'm big on looking forward and, you know, don't look back. You're not going that way. So fantastic. Congratulations. You've done something great. Relish the moment, which I did in the moment. Woke up the next day, like literally cried because I never processed it like properly. Mm. Uh, really, really, really relished the moment, but it's back to the grindstone. <laughs> you know, I I don't have the ability to just sit and wait. You know, like you said, I am completely independent. And uh, thank God I have the good Lord helping me because I always say I do this alone. I don't really, you know, he is helping me, but I don't have management uh, labels, publishing managers, like everything you, you see, it's 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 me doing it. Every email, every social, every poster. You know, you're you're a booking agent, you're a tour agent, you're your own manager. You're you you know you wear that hat of maybe eight or nine people. Yeah. So it's definitely time consuming. So when people wonder what independent artists do, and like we have a life. You know, you have your own life on top of that. You have to look after housing, car insurance, you know, family, friends. You know, it's it's like you have to do life on top of your kind of career. And so, you know, and, and you're being watched all the time, being watched and scrutinized for it. Hmm. So, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure that's put on for, for what we do. And, you know, so... I just, I want to like make sure that people out there know how much goes into it. And there's a lot of us that do this kind of independent work. And I think people think I want to be independent. Trust me, I don't. I would love (laughs) to find a great team of people. I'm happy to work with people. But, you know, for me, it's it's not about numbers and money. It's more about trust. Mm. If you're going to work with me and my brand, my brand equals caring for people. I want, I don't want to be a number or a business model for somebody to make money off. I want to make a difference in this world. So, you know, it's, I could have taken any deal that's been thrown at me many times, but for me, it's not, money has never been a fueling factor for me. 
uh, it's, it certainly helps in life and we pay bills. But if you're doing what you do for, for, for something that's so unattainable for most most of the time, money comes and it goes, but your integrity is, is what stays. And so um, I would rather be making and earning less money, but doing what I love mm. rather than making a pile of money, being busy and doing what I don't love because I've been there. I've done both without and with, and I'm just, mm. it makes more sense for me to, to fuel what makes, you know, what what's going to get the best results because then people around you are going to get the best results because of that as a byproduct. And let's face it, as much as you just said that you have to do everything yourself, it is great that you played the Bluebird, that you played the Opry, that you played CMA Fest, but this new album is coming out, and the only way it's going to get promoted is for you to not only put on the publicist hat, but to go out and play live shows, like I talked about before, so, so many shows that Mm -hmm. you have coming up in the second half of the year. So it's not real easy to put it on cruise control and say, hey, I had a great first six months of 2023. I need a little bit of a break. Well, you can take a break, but the album's not going to get promoted then. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, thank you for saying that, because I think a lot of people say, like, why? Like, just, you know, just slow down a little. I'm like, okay, but who's going to do it? Who yeah. is going to push this brand? Because I don't see anybody knocking on my door, <laughs> you know. And 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 I do get told, "Oh, you really need to rest. Oh, you really need to do this." I'm like, you know what? You really need to do. Check in on yourself. I'm good. I'm over here. I'm doing what I'm doing. I guess sometimes I'm not. I'm not correct all the time. I certainly do not claim to to know it all for sure. I definitely don't. I am learning alongside everybody else. And I'm learning that sometimes I push myself way too hard. And yes, I do get sick and exhausted. Mm-hmm. However, I don't see anybody else helping me run this brand. So until the day comes where I can delegate some tasks off, they think this train, if that's like asking a, a tr- the only train driver on the train, hey, you know what? You should take a break. But everybody gets angry because they don't get to their destination. That's right. You're That's right, right. Because who's driving the train? Well <laughs> you know, said. somebody's got to always be in the driver's seat. So, yeah. you know, that, that I'm... <laughs> Fortunately and unfortunately, it's, it's, it's me for now. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. We're going to close today with another one of Claire's original songs, a track called A Voice. Claire, before I let you go and I play that song, share with the audience all about this one, if you would, please. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sharing this one because it seems to be the one that people are kind of gravitating towards, uh, even in live shows, if I've just shown them it. Um, a Voice is simply a song that gives me permission to now tell people like I have a voice. I didn't have one uh, when I was growing up. I was silenced and suppressed a lot just culturally and just for other reasons Mm. um, and into my adulthood. And I have a gift like many musicians and singers and songwriters do to be able to connect with people. And this voice that you're going to hear that sings comes from a lot of pain and a lot of struggle. Mm. But I want to show you that even in the bad times, there is still good. And so here is my voice. So it's oh. it's a very inspirational song. Um, and it's just, again, given permission to be able to now use this voice 
um, that I have and hopefully bring that inspiration and hope to people. So, um, yeah, I just hope somebody somewhere hears the lyric and can connect and feel what I feel. Um, mm. And it's, it is, it's, 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 it's a true gift we've been given and I don't take it lightly. There's times when I've lost my voice. You know, uh, like physically, you know, right before the Opry too. <laughs> and so I do not take anything for granted. I'm so, so, so thankful for what I have. Um, and I will never, ever take a day on this earth for granted. And I, I encourage anybody who wakes up every day to say thank you. If you, mm. if, if you believe or you don't, you, somebody created you. It's a creator. So be thankful that you've got another day. And, uh, you know, just and just do the best you can. You know, I have another song that will be out later on this year, all that. But please just wake up and and be the best version of you and do the best that you absolutely can to to service others. Because as much as you are a light to others, there'll be others who can be a light to you. And this is why we're here. We're not here to be alone. So. So a voice, uh, yeah, and it's the first song that um, it features on the album, so I'll definitely do it as a single. I think my plan, because uh, nobody tells me otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll probably put it out as the next single. So I have to work towards doing that, but I think that's the plan. So Outstanding. Hope you all enjoy. Outstanding. Well, Claire, congratulations on the new album, and for all that you have done, it's, you just heard it, folks. She's doing it all by herself, and so, so many awards that she's won, the fact that she did end up at the Opry, the fact that she did play at Bluebird, at CMA Fest, she's doing this all on her own. So, Claire, congratulations, and thank you so much for making time to be on Now Hear This Entertainment. Well, thank you for having me and giving us this platform. Um, Really, truly appreciate it. You bet. I always, I, I don't take for granted these times that we can speak and, and, you know, connect with other people. I appreciate that. It means a lot. And folks, with that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, Claire Cunningham. Do visit her official website at clairecunninghammusic.com. Again, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net. One more time, the new album, Helping Hand, comes out the day after tomorrow. That's Friday, July 7. Do support Claire by not only purchasing that release, physically or digitally, but dive into her other releases in the shop section of clairecunninghammusic.com. There are physical CDs for three previous releases of hers. Of course, her music can also be downloaded from the likes of Apple Music and other online digital music retailers. As I mentioned earlier, she is very much on social media on ClaireCunninghamMusic.com. Look for those logos, those links. I have followed her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I know she would appreciate you doing the same. We didn't talk about her YouTube channel, so do check that out as well and find Claire on TikTok, too. Remember that Claire's music is streaming on both Spotify and SoundCloud, both of which are platforms that you can hear the show on, so do give her a follow there. One more time, there are lots of live performances coming up for Claire, not only in Nashville, but in Minnesota, Missouri, Florida, plus later this month in Alabama, the third Lake Martin Songwriters Festival. Be sure to check out when and where you can go see her perform live. 
I do truly hope that you like this show, that you're enjoying what I'm doing every week on the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast. If you've made it all the way to the end, thank you so much for having stuck with Claire and I. And I'm going to assume that that means that you do like the podcast. You can take action to let me know that you appreciate the work that I do to keep making this show happen every week, every month, more than nine years without missing once by going on my podcast website, nhte.net and then using the yellow Buy Me a Coffee logo that you will see there. This is not a sponsor. It's not affiliated with any brand or chain. It's just a fun way for you to send your support, your thanks to me, including a note that I will see when you utilize that option. You can also just head directly to buymeacoffee.com slash Bruce W. That's going to do it for episode 490. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Claire Cunningham. This is the one she just talked about. It's called A Voice. Sometimes I sit and wonder if I'll ever be discovered. Sometimes it gets me down, I get a little discouraged. But then I come back and I know I've got a purpose. I've got a higher purpose. No one ever said this destination would be easy, but I love what I do and I hope that I am pleasing. My Lord who gave me life so I could help people, help other people. Turned out alright. Now I get to be evil.